So that's when I thought I have to make a choice. Okay, I have already accepted the fact that it's not going to work with Daniel anymore. And I have to face this all my, by myself. So if I don't agree, if I'm not taking Diego to India, then that's the end of the story for us. So what's in it for me? What's in it for us? I have to take care of this boy. How do we survive? Hi, Irene. Hello, Ruth. How are you? I'm are you so happy? happy. Actually, I'm so happy. Yes, super. Can you feel that from my voice? Because for today's episode, we have another good friend of mine. It seems like our episode is all about my friends. Anyway, our topic for today is about the other side of an Afam story. So for our listeners out there, if in case you missed it, we have an episode, I think Last two episodes week. before this, yeah, where we have an Afam story. And this time, we're going to have another story. And this time, it's different. So this friend of mine, I've known her since 2009 when we were working together in a BPO in Alabama. And since then on, we've been close because she's really funny. She's like, she would give you words of wisdom, but at the same time, she will use antics. And yeah, so it's so funny. So without further ado, I want to welcome my dear friend, Lotis. Hi, Lotis. Hi, Lotis. Hi, everyone. Hi, how are you guys? Hi, Irene. Hi, Ruth. Hello. I'm oh, sorry. I'm laughing because I really miss talking to Lotus. And I'm using this episode so she can tell her story about her AFAM experience. So before we move on, I just want to ask Lotus if you can share who Lotus is and tell us about yourself. Hmm. Okay. Hi, Ruth. Of course, I always miss you, though. We're just, you know, message away, DM away. But we're too busy, I understand. But it's always uh, a good feeling whenever I speak to you because you've been a good friend, of course. Oh my gosh, I miss you. Anyway, I want to tell you something about myself. I'm still single as of this time, <laughs> but happy. How do I introduce myself? What do you want to know? Come on, you ask me. What's your background in terms of are you in the Philippines or what do you do for a living? Things okay. like that. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm currently in the Philippines. Been here for a long time. I'm based in Mindoro right now. I used to stay in Manila for like 17 years because I've been working in BPO and uh, I got this uh, opportunity to work at home. So, of course, when you stay in Manila, you get a good internet connection and all. You're not going to have any technicalities. This is my bread and butter. So I want to make sure that I don't have any problem being an independent contractor. You have to have a good setup. So during that time... I'm not able to go home to the province because we don't have the PLDT. We don't have any good ISP. And the service provider for power, like Meralco, it's terrible here. Really terrible. So when pandemic hits, like one year ago, I decided to go home because we now have PLDT here or the internet connection. So I think that's, I see it more of like, it's a sign to go home and be at peace. Because in Manila, it's really tough there. I've been working there for 17 years and I didn't get to save. Life is just like earn and then you spend. That's it. It's just a routine and you're not really going anywhere. You just live. Live by the, the city hustle and bustle. 
So yeah, uh, now I'm in Mindoro and we're here for like a year now and I'm working remotely. I'm still with a client in the US and yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just lucky to have a job that would, you know, provide me and the family. Yeah. Right. And also you said that you're still single, but you also have a son, right? Yes. You're a single mom. Yes, I'm a single mom. And a proud single mom because I've met her son in Abu Dhabi, and he's really intelligent. He's so smart. Yeah, I, I want to talk about your son's name. Is, I cannot ask anyone because I don't know the answer. So your son's name is Diego. And how old is Diego now? Diego's turning 20 in the next 48 hours. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, what a yeah. 20. So imagine you were raising him by yourself for almost 20 years. You deserve an applause. Yes, I would say yes. Yeah. People are telling and me that Diego I'm doing a good is, job. And Diego is half? Yeah, he's mixed. Half Filipino, one for Portuguese, and one for Indian. Wow, really a mixed race. Wow. Yes. You are international. <laughs> well done. Beauty <laughs> queen. You don't need to be a words back. Well done. So, yeah, let's go back to the story because when we first met, I was so moved by your story because it's really interesting. So, when you were younger, you had a chance to work abroad, right? Yes, that's correct. Can you tell us about that? All right, I got the chance by meeting a friend in Toyota, Alabang. I was working as an accounting clerk or accounting assistant. I graduated in accountancy. So when I met this friend of mine, went abroad as a stewardess in a, like a private yacht owned by the king of KSA or Saudi Arabia. And when she was there, they were like looking for another person to fill in another stewardess post. So she, she asked me if I'm interested. So I didn't have any plan. And I think, wow, I've been dreaming to be a flight attendant. <laughs> and I thought, being a stewardess, why not? But during that time, I'm struggling. I'm just all by myself in Manila, don't have money. I can't even afford to get myself a passport and all. So that friend of mine, I remember, was so gracious that she said, I'm going to, I'll help you. I'll lend you some money and just pay me when you get here. So in two weeks time, I was able to fly to Jeddah. That, that was the first country I've been to or KSA. And it's really funny, but I really think that's, wow, this is good. I think it's, I'm just traveling. So that's where my story started, going abroad. And then after that five-month period in a private yacht, I was able to get a job in a cruise ship. So it's a bigger passenger ship that I have worked with a lot of seafarers. And we're all working there, like different places, different from different countries. And it's really tough working there. So I met this guy. Wow, there comes the Afam story. The, the ship is like 80% made, so we have to go to Finland where they set up the big ship because we're the pioneering team to launch the big ship. Right? It's, it's called Explorer of the Seas. So it's really exciting. And when we get there, so it's just like 80% made. So we just have like a four-hour shifting that you just have to clean the crew mess and all. And then we, we attend some seminars. And then after that, after four hours, you can just roam around, go to the city. And Finland is a very, very nice country. I, I so love Finland. And I met this guy in a bus. He's also working in the ship. And 
he's so tall. So, I love beautiful men. <laughs> I think he's beautiful. He's tall and... Tall, dark, and yeah, handsome? I think so. I, I don't like blondie, blondie men. I don't like white men. So, he's coming from half Portuguese, half Indian. And he's really, he, he's good looking, I think. That's why I got attracted. And it's so nice. And he's a, like a waiter the ship and I'm not really getting that good position so he has this money and he's been working there for five years so he's asking me hi can we go out can we have some coffee and all and then why not this guy's really good looking so we, we started you know getting to know each other in Finland well what can you do <laughs> how old are you back then I think 26 when I was in college, I have a lot of friends. I have I've been, you know, partying and all. But I'm not sexually active. It took me that long to get to that age to finally meeting a man, being in a relationship. So when you finally all. meet a man, it's like, let out yeah, everything. Let, uh, like, you know, how, how is it like? I've been waiting for yeah, this. How is it like? Oh, come on. <laughs> and it's really... You're more uh, than free. So <laughs> you're more than free and that's all it started. So, you, you know, um, we were so free and all. And then that's where we <laughs> end up having Diego, of course. How long you been together? We met in like November... And then we stayed in the ship for like four to five months. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine. <laughs> they say... To be honest, I don't really want to imagine what you've been doing in that five months. Well, in the ship, they're kind of like, they don't care wherever you, what cabin you would be spending the night. <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> you just have to tell your supervisor. I've got a wrong, I've got a wrong <laughs> work. Or line of job. I'm in a wrong business. I'm in a wrong so business. you should be working on a ship. Yeah, you should be working the ship. And I'm thinking about it. It's not too late. Right. And I'm, I'm too timid. Coming from my being me, being from the Philippines and trying to be nice and, you know, be a good girl, not do this, not do this. And how about my friends, my, my co-workers? They're, they're from Romania. They're from Italy. They're from the U.S. They're from South Africa. And they've been talking that who they slept with the other night. And then I, I'm, I'm kind of like freaking out. Wow, what is this? Oh my God, we can't live without it for like a week. Just kill me. And then I was like laughing. And then I got this guy who's really so nice and all. Who's taking good care of me. Wow. He works as a waiter. So he works in a fine dining area. And I'm working as a cafe attendant. So whenever he's, he has time, he will tell me that, hey, you go to the crew mess. I have some food for you. So it's more of like, you know, oh wow, this this guy is so nice. Oh come on, let's leave. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy is so so nice and he's so handsome. What more can I do? <laughs> Hashtag marupok. My friends were like, how do you end up getting that kind of guy? Does he have any friends? Does he have any relatives and all? And I was like, oh come on, because I'm so just friendly and all, and people likes me a lot. I don't know. Because I'm just funny. I'm, I'm just a regular uh, sissy here. Not really that good looking. Because I, the, the idea of being beautiful is like physically beautiful, right? I have. I, I think I'm not that person. But I don't know. People get attracted because I'm, I'm so fun to be with. It's more of on that yeah. side. Of, so when and this guy, I never realized that he's so serious. That I think he, he wanted to marry me for that short time and I thought I was just getting to know you and this is my first time having a relationship abroad and I just wanted to have fun 
And uh, however, when the ship travels from the Europe to Americas, we will be basing the tour from Florida. So we have to take the big ship from Finland, traveling from there to the U.S., and then we've been together. Uh, you mentioned about him wanting to marry you. What was your response? Because, you know, for you, it was just like, but I haven't even enjoyed, I mean, I haven't done enough of damage to you yet. Why do you want to marry me? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that guy is so serious because he's like five years older than me. So 26 or 31. He's, he, he thought that he's on a marrying stage and wanted to see me and he was so i don't know if it's the attraction or it's just an ideal girl for him because he said oh you're not wearing any makeup you're not fond of buying jewelries he's like that i don't know i don't know and he thought that i'm the person and then i'm, I'm no i'm not you must be wrong let's just have fun and all i, I keep telling him that let's uh, get to know each other and during that relationship i'm not in I, I don't like the idea anymore because the more that i get to know this guy he's so possessive and all it's not really the question of oh my god where can i find any any guy like him i just need to i think this is my chance this is my no it's not i think you need to have freedom even if you're in a relationship and he said that he wanted to marry me that i and he's so jealous about other people <laughs> and i can't live without you know having to talk to other people that's why i got to where i am because of being friendly being uh, I, I don't have any issues so, you know when <laughs> When the time that you said, let's just enjoy ourselves first, you know, halt the marriage thingy, was that the time as well that you were pregnant or you are not pregnant yet? And how did he react for you not wanting to get married? When he felt that I'm not really into it, that's where I thought that he planned everything. Why we were in Finland. We're doing it, right? So how do you don't get pregnant at all? So you, you have to do something about it, right? So if you go to the clinic, we have this one big basket of condoms. People are free to get as much as you can, use it well as, <laughs> as often as you want. So before we used to do that, and then we've been sleeping together for every night. We've been staying in a one cabin. And I think he has this plan, I think, that he wants it to. If I cannot get her to agree that we'll marry, then I just have to get her pregnant. So when we so were... if you're pregnant, then you will agree yeah, to marry. He, he thought that I'd agree. But when we were in Finland, I was even asking the pharmacy, if, can, hey, can I buy the pills or something? Pills. They yeah. said, yeah, hey, you have to have a, a doctor's appointment. You have to have this prescription and all. They're so strict there. <laughs> I can't even get oh, well, over the counter. I think they've changed a lot then. Yeah, in, they... in Finland, they change a lot. Because now... You can just like walk in in a pharm pharmacy and it's just over the counter and you have the morning after pill and just oh all God, kinds of pills there. During that time, they, 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 it's not available. And oh I know. God, how can <laughs> Don't I have look at me Ruth, like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how can you get yourself protected during that time? So what happened happened, and when we were in Miami, I think I I feel something. I'm like delayed for two weeks. And I remember as an early opener at like 5.30, we have to go to the wind chamber where, where I'm actually working. And I go straight to the, the ref and get like a bowl of pickled relish early in the morning and I'm munching it. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is good and all. And I think, oh, there's something going on. I might be pregnant. So I bought this kit from Miami and he's trying not to... She said, no, you're you're just not feeling okay and all. He wanted me not to think that I'm pregnant because he, he's just afraid that if I find out, then what's next, right? 
So, of course, it's my body. It's my, my right. And then finally, even when I tested, he even grabbed it and then he locked himself inside the bathroom. And then he was like smiling when he went out. And then I was like, oh my God, it must be negative. But it's positive. So he was really triumphant during that time, knowing that I'm pregnant. And of course, it crushed me. I was supposed to help my family. We're not really that rich and all. I'm not even prepared to be a mother or even get pregnant. And you know what? The first thing that, that comes in my mind was like, okay, I can still get rid of this, right? I was about to ask that. What were the thoughts in your head during that time, the moment you found out you're pregnant? Yeah, that was the initial reaction and I told him. And he got mad, of course, because he was telling me that that's your own blood. How can you think about that? And because during that time in Miami, there are a lot of Filipinos there that, that's also doing this. It's Immorality is rampant in, in, in the ship. So what they do... And yeah. it's well known, isn't it? It's well known that if you work in the ship, you do those things because why right. not? And there's always an option. Girls there, they end up you know, whenever you get to Virgin Islands, there are like places there where you can get, what do you call this? Abortion? $200 and $300 to pay for, for them to do the abortion and all. Yeah, it's so wow. cheap and all. And then you just have to tell your supervisor that you're on confined cabin for three days. You just have to take the medicine for the bleeding to stop, right? So you found out that you're pregnant. What did you do? I mean, of course, you have the option to go to the Virgin Island because, well, you are the breadwinner of your family. You, so you're like I thought in, about in it, dilemma, yeah, right? Honest. What did you do? And then that's the time when I realized that it's not about a question. So of course, I'm, I'm confused and all. But it's more of like questioning myself, questioning my, my choices, right? I was able to graduate from college without getting into trouble of being impregnated by guys because my goal is to study to graduate and have that passport of getting that diploma because if in case the relationship won't be successful or i won't end up getting a guy married at least i have a job to take care of myself and my son i'm prepared to, for for that situation but i don't see that being married to this guy because he's really really not the person i wanted to spend my life with because he's really possessive and all and i find that disturbing because he's so jealous so you found a lot of red flags from him and and another thing was that he sneak in to make you pregnant so that alone is a way of controlling you yes you got the right word for that and i feel trapped and all and so but still i don't want to harm myself i know it's really not a good idea to get the abortion and of course it's questioning my my choices and to stand for the things that you did it's in some way i got pregnant so how how do i start from here during that time because it's like you have to consider your situation you have to consider your family you have to there's like a lot of things going on inside your head but did you ever felt resentment towards yourself for allowing it to happen like the situation i would say yes because that's the time i think i was able get to know myself more because i've been I, i'm not hearing myself those years because I've, I've been rebellious i don't understand why my father doesn't work or my mother is like housewife and they can't even afford and we're not really financially stable and all and we cannot get what we wanted we're not supported and all i mean whatever i think whatever experience and it's all my, myself so it's all into my thinking so during that time when i got pregnant so what do i do from here but i think i, I just listen to my myself and how do i say myself from that situation so we decided i'm gonna go home and he he promised that he'll take care of me we'll get married and all 
But one thing, I have issue with him being an Indian citizen. Knowing their culture, knowing their background. I don't think I'm gonna be safe if I Why? stay in. I don't like the idea going Goa. Their, their place is nice. Uh, it's a it's Goa, India. India. Yeah, I, I heard. But Goa is beautiful. But still, he's actually, he's, still, he's also a Catholic guy. He's not Buddhist or... Yeah, the, the, the Goa area is more on Catholic and, and you know... I yoga know. and I'm stuff just, it, it's not even getting myself i don't see myself being married i think or maybe was it because of his nationality i mean in philippines you know by that time i'm sure indians right. have kind of and also bad he rep. doesn't want to stay in, in the philippines so he's not so was it that yes so the option is you moving to india you don't no, want no, that no. and he keeps on telling me that he has it's understandable the UK. So he said, after we work here, my sister will be able to assist us. We can stay in the UK. So he's been, you know, making promises that would make me think that being with him would be a good idea. But during that time, there's a lot of red flags and all. And he cut all my ties with my friends around. And he's been jealous. I don't know. There are a lot of, you know, I don't feel safe anymore. I think I'm I'm going to end up dead because of his jealousy. So I have to deal with it. So when I left, he has to pay for my ticket to go home because I'm already like three months pregnant during that time. And it's not safe for me to work. So it's an uh, that's where we do the long distance relationship, right? He keeps on calling. Uh, okay, so when you went back to Philippines, you guys are still in the relationship. It's not like when you left, that's it. Yeah, he still was able to to help me until I had, I mean, delivered Diego, right? And then after a month, he decided not to talk to me anymore. And then I, what happened there? And what happened was he already met another girl. I think also works in the ship. Yeah, she, she oh, also works in the ship, no. and she's also a Filipina. No, because, you know, in the ship, that's what exactly. they do. It doesn't matter if you're married or not. If you can, you that's are bangable, right. you, <laughs> you will be banged. It, it's more of like, <laughs> yeah. when that happened, it's more of like, how do I go about, you know, surviving with my kid? Because I'm not working. And I found out all my papers, because he, he went here, he was able to spend like, three weeks in the Philippines to be with me during that. I'm hating goosebumps when you're story thinking the situation. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) gave birth one month postpartum and then alone, no job and papers are, you know, not in a good conditions and I know. He I'm took, he took right my, my passport. He took for your my situation Seaman's, at that uh, moment. My, 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 my Siemens book and all. He wanted me, he, he disabled me literally because he doesn't want me to go back to the ship without him. Because you can reapply and then it would depend on which ship will you be assigned, right? We're, during that time, we have 12 ships, I believe. So he wanted me to stay here and then just send me money. But he stopped doing that. And then he has all my documents. But the thing is, I cannot work because during that time, I wasn't able to have a natural birth. I'm not allowed to work because working the, the ship is like as a waitress or as a cafe attendant. Heavy lifting and all. And it's not safe. So I was not advised to go back to work. And I have my kid. I don't have money. I don't have anything. And my God, during that time, you realize, right, I became more of like, it's not religious, spiritual, would you say that? Because I don't go uh, to church. Yeah, I, I don't go to church every Sunday. But I have this faith, this understanding that, you know, with all the hardships, I was able to, because here in Mindoro, I was, I, I'm in Mindoro, I went home in Mindoro, and we have the, the resources. You have your coconut. You have your, your 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 resources here. You have malungay and all. 
and my I didn't hear any bad things from my parents. That's one thing. They just accepted me. They love me and my kid. So that's somehow a support. So when Daniel cut off, that was the last conversation you have with Daniel. Like he doesn't even check on uh, Diego ever since. He, I, I think when he realized they still that I'm have not communication. Because he's trying to arrange me to bring Diego to India and bring it to his parents. Because Diego turned out to be a boy, right? And it's a big thing in India that if you have in their culture, if it's a boy, then uh, they're so excited and happy about it. And I don't like that. So that's when I thought I have to make a choice. Okay, I have already accepted the fact that it's not going to work with Daniel anymore. And I have to face this. All my, by myself. So if I don't agree, if I'm not taking Diego to India, then that's the end of the story for us. So what's in it for me? What's in it for us? I have to take care of this boy. How do we survive? I just want to highlight that because you've been telling this multiple times already. And for some girls, they, they may find it lovely that the guy is so protective of them, that the guy gets jealous. That the guy, you know, do crazy stuff just to keep them. For uh, for some girls, they find it, you know, oh, he loves me and all that. But those are red flags. But let's be honest, like, there are girls like that, right? And these are the girls that are being preyed upon by guys who are manipulative, right? And good thing that you were able to catch that early on, right? And somehow the things that happen to you help you to become, you know, resilient and strong for your son. So let's now move to the part where you've already realized, okay, this is the crossroad for me. What should I do now? What, you know, what happened next? What, what did it do to support you and Diego? That's when I realized I have a strong personality and I, I believe in myself, but I know I need to find a way how to get out of that situation. So knowing that I'm not a submissive person, I'm not a typical girl who would love a man who's head over heels in love with her, um, I don't believe in that because I have issues. I know that I'm not that really pretty. I'm just pretty inside. <laughs> I- I remember before you were telling me that you stand out because your friends are like beauty queen like and you're the one who's like not so pretty but you're so pretty inside and and maybe that's the reason why I, I guess out. that's exactly the, my point. I don't understand that Daniel would want to marry me and he's not even seeing me beautiful inside. I mean, we're not soulmates. I don't feel that. And I'm not really that pretty or not stunning or physically beautiful. Why do you like me, right? I think it's more of like he likes the idea of getting married and to settle and have kids. I even told him, I'm not that person. I'm not that woman that would fulfill your dreams because I know I'm going to have problem you know agreeing to that idea because i cannot i can no longer party he doesn't want me to smoke during that time i've been smoking and then when i see my pack of cigarettes they're all destroyed yeah crush and all oh my god i paid for that it's really expensive buying cigarettes in abroad and i've I've been freaking out and he said why why are you like that but hey let me smoke you met me smoking how can you impose something that you know because you wanted a good girl 
I think the part of it that he really wanted to marry you is because you don't want it. So he feels challenged. Because, you know, if he asks other girls and say, hey, let's get married, and they would just say, yes, yeah. so there's no fun, there's no challenge. But men tends to draw themselves into someone they cannot control and they cannot conquer, you know? Yeah, I believe you. He's so he's really challenged of me. And during that time, at the end of the, the shift, most of my co-workers would go to the crew party. You can party. You can go to the crew bar after work, have a bureau two party and meet people. Then you can dance all night. And then so long as you can work on, in the morning on your shift, that's fine. So I can't get into that party because of him. I wanted to go to that party. And then one time, Okay, we'll go to the crew bar together. So I remember doing that. And then uh, there's a lot of seafarers like, uh, from the Philippines. All oh, from the, the Visayas region. <laughs> and they've been telling me, Hey, Paisana! Hey, Kabayan! Why are you dating with that guy? Come on! Just date with us or can just hang around with us. And then they don't understand because he's, he's an Indian guy and he's They've been racist about black men. They've been racist about Indians and all. And I don't listen to them because, my God, I like this guy. He's, he's, he's cool and all. And then who cares? I was surprised because he kissed me thoroughly in front of them. My God, just to show them that this girl is mine. Wow. Long hair. Come on. And I was like, why do you have to do that? My God. Right? I don't I don't understand those those things. <laughs> and then one guy, it, it's even his paisano. When you say paisano, it's more of like kababayan. Oh, that's my paisano. When you say paisano, he's also from the Philippines. If if an Italian guy would say, Oh my paisano, so he is also from the from Italy. So it's one of his paisano who married a Filipina girl, who used to tell me, hey, hey, Ted, hey, Lotus, you know what? Um, whenever I see you, I miss my wife back in the Philippines. It's a good thing in, in, in a month or so, I will be reunited with my family. And then sometimes they'll give me chocolates, they'll give me something. Because of that, just be friends. And then when I go home to our cabin or go back to the cabin after work, I have this stuff from, from other friends. And you know what? He will grab it and he will throw it in a bin. Because he got jealous. Though, hey, you don't take any. He's even your person. He's even your friend. Why that, do you have that's to do that? It's worst just nothing. Kind of person. I don't know. I I've just don't heard. get it. Yeah, exactly. For some girls, my my friends there. Oh my god! If I have a boyfriend like him, I would say I'm. I would love to have a guy like him. Yeah, but the thing you are not like your friends. You I'm are not a like very exact person. You don't want to be controlled, and this guy is like controlling you. It, it freaks me out and then I don't like that. So, and uh, Daniel doesn't, does not understand why I, I'm like that. I don't know. And then <laughs> whenever we, we had, we, we, we were on a party, it's just him and me. And then, so what I do is just, you know, finish a bottle of wine, finish a bottle of whatever. It is. You became alcoholic. Alcoholic. And then I will end up fighting. Because I've been complaining about, why do you have to do this? Why are you so jealous? I'm already dating you. You've got me. We're staying in one cabin. And why do you have to do this? Even Mexicans who would, I don't know, with Filipinas, maybe because I'm, I'm always smiling, but I don't mean anything. I'm not, I'm not trying to get them. So I, I remember this guy, an Italian guy, who's so, so super buff and super good looking, who was talking to me. And I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. I've been talking to that guy. And then, Daniel saw us talking to each other and he even grabbed me and he said, hey, you know what? 
you stop talking to that guy otherwise and then he one time that guy he poked me from behind and then yeah. daniel saw it and he said please go to captain file a sexual harassment and all how can you file a sexual harassment if you like the poke <laughs> my god i like the Wait. poke are okay, you kidding me Ali, I like good looking al I think what infuriated him is that my facial reaction because I was like, he sees that I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I get really jealous. And I was like, oh my god, this I'm gonna be in trouble if I end up with this guy. <laughs> I'm not prepared yet. So when Diego was like growing up. How old was he when you explained the situation? You know, I'm sure he would ask about his father and things like that. How were you, were you able um, to explain those things? The situation itself. During that time, he gets more love. I have my brothers, I have my father, my mom. So I don't think if a kid would ever have or question you on, on the first one to five years of their age, so long as you love them, he's breastfed and I'm always there for him. So after that period, within the time that I have my being a single mom, taking care, good care of Diego, you kind of like accept things and you've gotten to know yourself that what more can happen? All you need to do is to have faith. And then I became so prayerful, I think. It's more of like talking to yourself, listening to yourself. And then when people started needing you, it makes life, you know, somehow worthwhile i think you have a reason i think god is giving me an extension because there are people that i'm helping and to add since this is about the afam story and all diego when he was like 12 years old the, the dad or the biological dad tried to reach out but he's already married uh. he's, he's already has his own family and all I think he still longs to see because they didn't meet personally. They may have talked on the phone when he was young, but Diego doesn't understand. And during that time that he was, he was young, I didn't know you. I don't know you. And then he'll, he'll end up, I don't think I'm going to talk to you. So when Diego was on his teenage years, he started longing to meet his father. And he even tried. And then he reached out. He even messaged the wife. And I don't understand why the wife denied him all of the, the chance to, to talk to his father. And I find that heartbreaking. And I was like, even if I tell myself that we're okay, we're doing okay, but it's just a piece of his puzzle that he wanted to be reunited with his father, right? You know, That's I where the totally heart understand broken, I think. Diego's point of view mm -hmm. because I'm in exactly the same situation with that. Like the wife of my father is like, you can't talk to your dad because I have no clue why. <laughs> you mean trouble? Yeah. Yeah, you mean trouble yeah. to them. Or for her, it's more of the last will or the inheritance will. And I think Diego is like telling me, Ma, I'm just curious to know this guy. It does not matter. We're okay. We're doing okay. I just wanted to, to, to meet him. Even like before we used to plan to go to UK because he's already based in UK with his family. Even if his dad is trying to avoid him, we still wanted to see him and then face him. And then he wanted to feel or see him in person. Just the curiosity. He's not demanding anything. He doesn't want a penny. He just wanted to see that guy. I think that's just the longingness. Just curiosity. And I understand that. And then when we were like struggling route for him, because I feel bad because he, Daniel is like blocking him in Facebook and all. And it pains you being a mother that your child is being denied of his own father. 
it's really heartbreaking. So that's one thing that I still feel bad about until now. And I hope time will come that even if Daniel will not like the idea, I think he doesn't want us to be reconnected with him. I think it's more of like we would ask for some money or something. And I prayed harder. I think this is what happened. Got depressed and all. I got so sick. I thought and I realized it's not fair. Because of this, I might die and my child will be left alone without a father, without a mother. And being depressed about this, I have to save myself out of this. So I prayed hard. Lord, please, if this is how it's going to be, I will accept. Please help me to be physically at least well to be able to work and for me and my, my, my son to survive. So it's more of like job stability would make me feel at ease even if I don't have a home, a house, a car and all. That's not it. As long as we are okay, I'm not gonna die soon. I have a job. We have something to keep us going. So I think God hears me and I think I have this skills or somehow a talent or I don't know because not all will be given this opportunity to work at home. I just need to get myself set up being a customer service, right? I just need to talk in English, know how to navigate and they're going to pay for me for this. How blessed or how good can that be, right? And even my friends here, they may be good. They may be doing well. But they envy or they think that, I'm wow, that's your business. And they think that it's cool, you know. And then you, you feel good about it. And that makes you feel like, oh my God, thank God for this. Thank you. And then you just have to be thankful. You just have to be grateful. So I think that's where I got healed somehow of my worries, of my fear. And then, yeah, acceptance and being able to, to understand everything that's going on. Because... You're not going to be spared. If it's your time, it's your time. So make the best of it. And even if you, you try to earn a lot of money and secure your son's future, it would still get to the bottom of how you raise him. How would he even be a person without you and me? So I think Jago sometimes doesn't understand why I would always say, come on, make sure that you graduate. Because I always have this thing that if you graduate, you will be able to somehow secure your future. And at this point of time, everything is virtual. You don't have to be graduate to be able to survive at this point of time, right? But I still wanted him to graduate or have a, a diploma or have a bachelor degree. And I told him how important it is for me because it's one thing that would keep me at ease. You know, Lotis, I just want to say something, maybe an advice to Diego. Because he doesn't understand why he needs a degree or, you know, for you, for you, it is because to get a degree. But if you look at it at a wider perspective, his father lives in the UK. And one day, you know, that longing to meet his father is not going to stop. As long as the father is still alive, there will always be that moment that you wish, you hope you meet him just for once, you know, you hug him just for once and then you'll be all good. But you know, to be able to get to UK, it's really important to get the degree. You know, it's it's not easy to be able to go there. You really need that diploma. And it's more easier for the dad to accept him when he is established himself. 
because now that view of oh he's just after this after that but if he managed himself already to get there without the help of a dad there's more respect to that because it means for them you raised him well you did the hard work to be able to actually put him into that situation so hopefully he would look at it that way right right actually it's one of his goal to be able to because once he graduate he has a bachelor's degree he would still to get a masteral and he's looking to study abroad and also to a side trip would be finding this man that he is longing to meet but i think more of like daniel is telling us that his wife is really insecure and he doesn't want to mess anything with their relationship because the, the wife is so selfish and he even told me that hey you know what are you sure that it's daniel's son you might be wrong and it's so funny because if you look at their kids diego is more of look alike of daniel he's like a twin brother you don't need born. dna tests people would always ready tell you that Hey, that's your son. And his son from that wife doesn't even look anything closer to Daniel. So sad, right? That is funny. But, well, they even told the wife, you know what? You can have Daniel all yourself. I'm not interested in him anymore. Can you please make him meet Diego and all? I don't know. It makes her more insecure. That the wife is okay. um, I think Filipina or Indian? Filipina. Filipina. Ah, She's a Filipina. Well, that sums the one he everything. That's why. When I found out that she's vacationing here in the Philippines, I even, when somebody told me that Daniel's wife may not know about you, but we're the first technically into a relationship before she met Daniel. So when Mm -hmm. somebody told me that, hey, his wife is in Manila, you might want to see her to make things right, right? So I was able to see her in Antipolo. And then I laid everything. You know what? I've been into a relationship with Daniel. And this is the picture of our son. I just wanted to make you aware. So if whatever my son needs from him, I would like to talk to you directly because you're now his wife. And I've been decent to talk to her about it. And for the respect. Yeah, I, I give her the respect. I don't want to deal with, with Daniel because I, I, I understand that it's not be comfortable about it. I respect you. Now you're your And then he, she freaked out. She even phoned Daniel's mother in front of me just to show me that, hey, you know what? You must be wrong. And then she didn't take it from there. And then, oh my God, I feel bad because, wow, what's wrong? It happens to a lot of people. And I met him before you. And you're not after the guy. You're after the right of your son to his father. And not even the money. Not even the money. But I, I think because it's also a whirlwind affair with them. I didn't realize that he married somebody. So he keeps saying sorry, he apologized and all, but not even telling me what happened. So he's been telling me there are nights that he would say, I'm sorry about it, I did a big mistake. And then he even tell one of a friend, like it's more of like a shotgun wedding because he also impregnated that girl. And That's the girl wanted to make sure that he gets to marry her. And Daniel has been giving me all the opportunity, opportunity to, to marry him and that I keep yeah. on declining, right? Yeah. So I think it's my problem, but I don't have to, to explain myself. Yeah. It's just that yeah. now you're, you have a son and then please, yeah. I know Daniel loves Diego, but it's just that 
for his marriage to work, he would avoid Diego because Diego would be trouble. And it and he thinks that it would compromise yeah. his relationship with him. So he's giving it to that wife. Yeah. And unfortunately, my son has to suffer from that. Mm -hmm. And Daniel yeah. is not really that. What do you call it? It's not intelligence. He's not human enough to understand that. <laughs> I don't under I don't get it. Right? Yeah. Okay, Ted. So we're now actually at the closing part of the conversation. There's a lot of things that we've talked about. Actually, this is the first episode of this podcast where we didn't follow any, you know, guide or whatnot. This is a free flow conversation. <laughs> it's like Lotus took us into her roller coaster ride of a life. And thank you so much for joining us. But here's my last question for you. If you are gonna talk to your younger self, your younger self when you are about to board that ship, what are you gonna tell yourself? Ideally, I would say I should have behaved. I should put this lock in my yes, panties so I won't get right. pregnant and all. But I'm just proud of myself that I was able to understand yeah. everything, yeah. accept everything. So I would say... Yeah. That I even tell Jago, you make make mistakes, but don't make that stop you, break you. Still, you can always pick up the pieces and look from there. Think, what have gone wrong? What should I have done? But, you know, who would have thought? Right now, I would say... You're more than okay. Um, I'm you okay. actually did. Yeah, <laughs> you did well. You are doing well in, like, carrying yourself throughout those experiences that you've had. And for raising Diego by yourself, you are really a strong and inspiring woman, just so you know. And one day, you would see that you deserve that pat on the back. Yes. Especially when it's like, Diego, it's like a whole Diego is really achieving a lot, even at the young age. And when the time that he's satisfied with the kind of work that he has done, you would really be proud of yourself as well. Because you did it by yourself. And of course, with the help of your prayer. So thank you so much, Ted. This is the end of our conversation for the podcast. And thank you. Thank you for allowing and sharing more than the story that we are actually after for. <laughs> so thank you so much for the time. Thank you for inviting yes. me as well. And I hope this was fun. <laughs> So once again, thank you so much for listening in. This is the latest episode of Where the F. Am I heading? This is Ruth. And this is Irene. See you next week. Bye.